What's going on, guys? It's your man, Ed Hayes, the Wholesale Coach here, and we are back for another episode of the Wholesaler Mastermind Podcast. And in this episode, I want to talk to you all about how to go through a conversation with a cash buyer. All right. This is a, typically a conversation that I tend to have with most of my coaching clients, but you know, I wanted to bring it here to the podcast so I could provide some value to the community at large. So I hope that this podcast provides a lot of value to you all. If you do find this valuable, please share it with other people that you think could benefit from this podcast. All right. So like I said, I'm going to be talking about how to have that conversation with the cash buyer so you can build up that relationship with them on the front end so then you can be armed with the money on your side and you can go out here and play both sides of the market not only be help be able to help investors get deals faster but you can also help other wholesalers get their their deals closed faster as well. So I really want you all to be able to play both sides of the market, give yourself the best chance to win. Me personally, reaching out to the cash buyers is kind of like my secret sauce. I feel like it's the, the most important piece to everything that I do. So I'm going to drop some gems, some value on you, on you on this one, guys. <laughs> so I hope that you all appreciate it. Look, I'm stumbling over my words already. Anyway, I hope that you all appreciate it, guys. I hope that y'all feeling good out there. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and let's get into this concept. All right, so let's just go ahead and get right into it. So one of the first things that you know I, I want you to have in the back of your mind is that when you're on these calls is that they're typically there's typically a, a power dynamic at play, right? So most most of these people that we're talking to, these cash buyers, they they tend to have been in very dominant positions in life, or you know, people tend to act subservient around them. But I want you all to fight that urge of like feeling like you have to be subservient to them. And I want you all to be the professional on these phone calls. And I want you all leading them through this process. All right. Like you want to be the professional. You want to be the one who's asking all the questions. All right. You want them doing all the talking. And how you get them talking is by asking great questions. So, so typically how I'm starting off that conversation it's like, I don't want to start off by asking like, hey, is this John? It's like, you've already shot yourself in the foot <laughs> if you're starting off like that. So how I like to start off is, hey, John. And the difference in the psychology is dramatic, honestly. It's like, so, you know, when you're just calling them and you're like, um, hey, is this John? That instantly makes them think like, oh, this person doesn't even know me. Click. Or, you know what I mean? Like, like they're instantly trying to get off the phone with you. Whereas, you know, if you're calling and saying, hey, John, then they're thinking like, oh, do I know this person or am I supposed to know this person? Like, yeah, this is John. What's up? Who's this? Something around those lines. So typically, most commonly, what people are going to like respond back with um, you know, it'll pretty much, the conversation to pretty much go something like this. So it'll be like, Hey John, they'll be like, uh, yeah, this is John. Hey, and they'll be like, uh, I'll be like, Hey John, my name's Ed Hayes. I'm just reaching out to you because I saw you had a property listed on InterSource where you got your leads information from. I like to use goal section eight. So you know, I'll typically be like, um, you know, um, 
Yeah, hey John, my name's Ed Hayes. I'm just reaching out because I saw that you had a property listed on GoSection8.com. I was reaching out to try to see if you were interested in purchasing any more properties. And I was just reaching out to try to see if you were interested in purchasing any more properties. Pretty much. Like so, so that's how I like to do it. But you gotta kind of make sure that you stick the landing. So let me try that one more time for y'all for the podcast. One more time for the team. So it'd be like, Hey, John, they'd be like, yeah, this is John. I'm like, hey, John, my name's Ed Hayes. I'm just reaching out because I saw you had a property listed on GoSection8.com. And I was just reaching out to try to see if you were interested in purchasing any more properties. Bang, stuck the landing. And you all have to stick the landing because if you don't, then 60 to 80% of those people, I promise you, will just say no by default just because you're stumbling over your words. So try to make sure that you kind of get in that intro, right? And you can kind of word that however you want that feels most comfortable for you. Remember, those are my words. So like you can't kind of write this down and be like, okay, I'm going to kind of use this as a script, but you don't necessarily have to. Like you can kind of reword that however you want to, but I will try to make sure that I put the link to the cash buyer script that I have down below, the one that I created is, um, or you could just go to the website, it's edwardhayes.org slash cash buyer script. Um, anyway, so um, after that point, like pretty much most people are going to respond back with one of three uh, responses. It's either going to be yes, no, or what do you got? Right. So how I like to um, approach a yes scenario would be like, OK, John, well, perfect. Like if you have a few minutes, I'd just like to ask you a few questions so I can make sure that I can bring you the types of properties that you're most interested in. Boom. So and then, you know, pretty much from there, I'm just kind of going into the questions. Right. So in a no scenario, I don't want to just be like, OK, bye. I want to be like, OK, John, no problem at all. I understand you wouldn't happen to be interested in selling any properties right now, would you? So I always want to follow that up with asking them if they want to sell, because a lot of people that aren't looking to buy are looking to sell. So what I've noticed in like so far, you know, me being out here in the field or whatever, is that people are either playing the game or they're getting out. Not too, too many people kind of linger in the middle. So you always want to make sure that you ask that question, because if you don't, you can end up missing on like a whole portfolio deal. They're like, you know what? I actually do want to sell 22 properties. So you never know, right? So don't don't pass up on those opportunities to follow up right there in the no scenario. And then when it comes to a, well, what do you got situation, typically how I'm going to be following up with is, well, John, you know, I, I work a little bit differently to my competitors out here. You know, like instead of just filling up your inbox with a bunch of properties, you probably never move on. I like to reach out to investors like you first, find out what you're looking for, and then I can go out there and get hunting for you. So if it's all right with you, you know, I'd just like to ask you a few questions so I can make sure that I can bring you the types of properties that you'd be most interested in. So boom, like in that scenario, you see, uh, I hit them with a question at the end. I like re-wrapped it back around to the original reason why I called because they asked a question. So that's a technique called looping. So I highly recommend that you all, like whenever you get asked a question, always loop it back to the reason why you call. Because if you don't, then people tend to end up asking you additional questions just by default, just automatically. So you always want to make sure that you are in control of the flow of the conversation. All right. So pretty much from there, um, you know, you want to continue the conversation, right? Um, and so like also I should mention like in that last uh, scenario, typically like you're just keeping up with everything that they tell you at that point. They're super they're usually like super impressed and they're like, OK, well, yeah, you know, I want three bed, two bath brick properties over here. Da, 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 da. You know, like they're giving you 
everything that you could possibly need um, to go out there and get hunting for them most of the time. So make sure that you have pen and paper or, you know, a Google Doc opened up or something like that. So you could take detailed notes on what they're saying. All right. And I'm going to kind of follow up with that in a little bit, uh, a little further on in this podcast. So also. All right. So pretty much like we're at the point where now you pretty much want to be going into the questions. All right. So um, now if you download my cash buyer script, which I'm going to have linked down below, you'll see that there's probably like 13, 14 different questions on this script. And there's like, you know, like a big paragraph, like a chunk of, you know, paragraph of text and stuff like that. I don't want you to feel like you need to memorize all of this information. I believe that what's more important is that you understand the basic points that you need to be getting from this buyer to understand what their criteria is. So what I want for you all to do is pretty much just write down these bullet points that I'm going to give you and let that guide you through these phone calls with the cash buyers. I'm going to break it all down for you. So let's just go ahead and get into it. So typically I'll be starting off that conversation, something around the lines of, <clears throat> excuse me. So typically I'll be starting off that conversation. We'll be like, um, okay, John, tell me what types of properties are you most interested in? Single families, multis, boom. So like, um, you know, I'll kind of just let it linger off like that or whatever. And they'll pretty much fill in the blank for me. So like your bullet point could be something like types of properties, question mark, in parentheses, singles, comma, multis. You know, so maybe that'll help you remember it. So then you can say it in a way that's most comfortable for you as well. So you don't feel like, oh, I need to go figure out this whole script. Look, it's just like seven questions. So just ask them these seven questions and just be a normal human being on these calls. <laughs> but definitely like utilize the script if you feel like that will uh, help you out um, at the beginning. But either way, I digress. Let me keep going. So, you know, first off, it'll be, uh, okay, John, so what types of properties are you most interested in? I'd be like, okay, 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 perfect, perfect. Um, and then I'll ask some, um, okay, John, um, and then what's your exit strategy? Um, are you looking to do rehabs, buy and holds? You know, and I'll kind of let it linger off again in that scenario as well, and they'll fill in the gap for me. So, um, and then after that, I'm typically going to be asking them, okay, and uh, what areas do you like to invest in the most? Or what's your preferred location? Something around those lines. What area? All right. And so a lot of times when you ask that what area question is, uh, that's when you tend to get a lot of cliche answers like, I'll buy anything anywhere as long as it makes sense. And a lot of times what I've noticed is that that's just not true. <laughs> like most people that are buying, they have vision. Like, like the best buyers have vision, y'all. So, so keep that in mind. Like, it's not like you have to pull teeth for the good buyers. Like I said, you're just keeping up with everything that they're telling you. You know, you're like trying to write down everything, scribbling everything down. Um, you know, the people who tend to say like, I'll buy anything anywhere, they tend to not have vision. They tend to like, to me, that almost translates to, I don't buy anything ever. Like, <laughs> that's what I kind of hear when I hear that. So, the next question that I'll always follow up with, even if they do give me areas that they like, I always like to follow up with, okay, and what are some areas that you like to stay away from? So I think that that helps out a lot when you're asking that question because, you know, 
a lot of those people who are like, you know, I'll buy anything anywhere. Like when you ask them like, okay, well, what areas do you like to stay away from? They'll be like, well, actually, I don't like to buy in so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so. So you're like, oh, okay, okay. So he was lying to me. No, <laughs> not that they were actually lying, but you know, it's like you end up getting a lot more intel when you ask them that follow-up question. So make sure that you always ask them that as well. That's like question number four, I guess, something like that. So then the next question that I'll ask them is, um, and what's your, what's your preferred purchase price? And then they'll typically give you a range for what they're comfortable with spending or just like a cap number. Um, and then they may even break it down even more like, oh, you know, it's got to be X amount, like total all in cost or, you know, it's got to be like no more than 50 for rehab and it's got to appraise for this. And just make sure that you're taking down detailed notes, as I said before. So um, from there, I always like to follow up that question with, and would that be cash or would you be financing? Boom. So now when you ask that question, now you know who your legitimate cash buyers are and who's, you know, technically a cash buyer, quote unquote, a cash buyer, but they'll actually be needing some type of uh, financing to get the deal done. So it may take them a little bit longer and or they may not get approved for the deal. All right. So that's another great question to ask them. Now, to be honest with you, those are like the majority of the meaty questions that we really need. That's like the, 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 the fundamentals of their criteria. What are you buying? What's your exit strategy? What areas do you want those properties in and how much do you want to pay for them? All right. So that's pretty much like the basic criteria right there. Now, from there, there are optional questions that you may want to ask as well. Like I said, definitely make sure that you check out that cash buyer script if you haven't already. Uh, I do have an updated version of it, though. I'm not sure if it's connected to that forum online, but um, either way, I'm going to set that up to where you all have the most updated version of it because there are like some um, responses to common rebuttals and things of that nature inside of there as well. So you can overcome those objections along the way. Um, but there are some optional questions. Now, one optional question that I would recommend asking for people who maybe seem like a little bit around the edges or maybe like they don't want to give you enough information or they seem a little sketchy or whatever it may be. Right. You may want to ask them some additional questions. One being um, how do I wear it? Like, um, OK, John, how many how many properties have you purchased over the last 12 months? Right. And then like once I get that answer, I'll do some quick math. Right. So let's say they say like, you know, I did 12 properties. I'll be like, OK, well, that's about you know one property per month. Is that a good amount of acquisitions for you? And I like asking them that. So I really know how much volume they're doing, you know, and what I've noticed is that. Uh, you know, a lot of people who aren't doing very much volume, they may get offended. Like, like well, why, why does that matter? Da, 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 you know, <laughs> and I'll just straight up tell them, like, uh, you know, it's, it's no offense or anything. You know, I'm just asking because we tend to do the majority of our deals with buyers who are doing a good amount of volume. So, you know, we won't, you know, uh, we won't take you off the list or anything like that if you're not doing less volume. It's perfectly fine. We just want to get an idea of where you are right now and where you're trying to go. We're trying to help you get there. Pretty much something around those lines. Right. So, you know, still keeping it friendly and casual. But that may be a question that you might want to ask to some people um, who seem, you know, like to where you just feel like you need to ask them more questions. You may not feel super comfortable. And it's really important, I feel like, to kind of go off the vibes. 
don't just take what they're saying, but really analyze like how you feel from them, you know, and like, do they sound like they're a good person? Are they saying racist stuff on the phone and, you know, things like that or whatever. Kind of keep all of those things in mind because, you know, that's how they're going to do business is that's how they're talking to you on the phone. So go with the vibes, trust your instincts and only put people into your official cash buyers list that you trust and believe can legitimately make it to the table with a check if you were to present them with a property that matches their criteria. I think that all of this stuff is super, super important to kind of take into consideration. So I'm giving you all some golden gems right here that you will probably never hear me post anywhere else, honestly, just because this is some of this is the game right here, you know, honestly. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I want to give you all some more tips and some more strategies, some of my ninja secrets and, and tips or whatever for things that I like to do on those cash buyer calls to ensure that I'm getting the best results. So, <clears throat> excuse me, one of those things that I would recommend that you all do on those calls is a technique called mirroring. So I gave you that technique earlier where it's called looping. Well, this technique mirroring is pretty much, it's pretty much how it sounds or whatever, where like you're becoming a mirror of the person that's on the phone. One of the truest things that I've ever known and realized and heard about in real estate or just in general in business is that people like to do business with people that remind them of themselves. People like to do business with people that remind them of themselves. All right. Always remember that. So like, like, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking to someone, I want to match their energy. I want to match that tone that they're talking with on the phone. So, you know, if I'm getting on the phone and you know, this, this 86 year old lady picks up the phone, she's hello. And you know, she sounds like she's pretty low energy and maybe she's kind of tired. She just woke up, whatever it may be. Right. Or she's just like a low energy type person or a guy that's a low energy type person. Then, you know, um, you know, I'm going to bring down my energy some. I'm going to slow down some and articulate my words better. Like you don't want to get on the phone with this old lady and, you know, she's talking super slow and you're talking really, really fast and super salesy, like some type of city slicker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's not going to appeal to them. People want to do business and like to do business with people that remind them of themselves. So you want to slow down some, right? In that scenario. But whereas if you're talking to some type of macho man or something, he's all turned up and he's like, man, what type of properties you got, man? Da, 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 da. And he's like, you know, he's all lit and, you know, asking you all of these questions. He all turned up on you or whatever. Then you may want to bring your energy levels up too. like, hey, man, I hear you, John. Hey, look, trust me. I'm going to have you something soon. Trust me. Hey, hey, look, I'm just getting to know you, man. You know, like things like that where you may want to be funny or try to match that higher level energy that that person is coming with so you can appeal to them in that scenario. All right. So so that'll make them think like, oh, man, I would have said something like that. And you'll end up relating to them better. So mirroring is a great tip, a great strategy on how to build up higher level rapport with the person or the people that you're talking to when you're going out here building up relationships with buyers and sellers for that matter. Definitely always use mirroring. Now, um, another, I wouldn't even call this like a technique, but kind of like, I feel like the mind state that you have to have to really get good results in this business in general is that instead of looking at these cash buyers as like, a money pot or like, oh, this person is going to turn into $10,000 down the line or da, da 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 something like that. 
I think you need to genuinely, genuinely in your heart, come from the perspective and the mindset that I genuinely want to help people. I'm going to help these investors build their wealth. And in turn, I'm going to be able to build my wealth because I helped other people do the same thing. So that's how I want you all to think about it and how to focus on it. Because when you come from an attitude of selflessness and you genuinely want to help people, it's like, like you, you approach it so much different. It's like it's impossible for you to be scared about how you sound on that phone call and, and, and also genuinely be trying to help the person on the other line. So it's like your brain can't worry about yourself and someone else at the same time. Like if you saw a little kid in the middle of the street that's about to get hit, you wouldn't be thinking, oh, do I have a booger in my nose? Am I going to get judged once I save this child? No, you would just be actually trying to save the child. And that's how you have to think when you're on these phone calls with these buyers. You have to genuinely think like, how can I serve this person and help this person, help them build their wealth? And it may be even bigger ways and different ways than what you're even thinking about right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you may have skills and talents right now that are perfectly suited to what they need right now. It may not just be the wholesaling stuff, right? It can be other things. Maybe you're an accountant and they desperately need that. And just because you're building up great rapport and, and you know, like figuring out like how can you help them genuinely and, and be of service to them? Now you're figuring out ways to, to be of more service and now you can help them on the accountant end and as well as on the, the wholesaling and on the real estate end. So I really want you all to think outside of the box when it comes to giving value. And that's so so that's that's I guess that's kind of like another thing as well is like you really have to think outside of the box, you know, so so I want you all to purposely find ways to build rapport with that buyer. Don't make it just about the real estate. You have to get creative out here. Not necessarily, it's not like super hard. I'm not saying like anything like super special when I say like get creative. What I really mean is like, you know, if if you're talking to a buyer and they're like, yeah, you know, my wife, so-and-so and so, you know, maybe ask that buyer, like, what's your, what's your wife's name? You know, something like that. Take note of it while you're talking to them on the phone. Then the next time you talk to that buyer, be like, hey, man, how, hey, Bob, how's Margaret doing? Right. So it's like, who else is building up that type of level of rapport? No one. So it's like if you were the one who's putting in that type of level of rapport, they're going to remember you. They're going to want to do business with you because you remind them of themselves. You get what I'm saying? So it's like all of this stuff kind of coalesces. It's just all psychology, as y'all, some of you all may know or may not know, but I do have a degree in psychology and I've been studying psychology and people ever since I was literally 12 years old. I've been deeply studying people for literally like two decades now. So like some of this stuff, if like I just know intuitively because I've been using it in my life, but we're not even thinking about it, you know, after all of this time. But, you know, other things, you know, I've, I've taught other people and I know that these strategies work. But the most important thing in life in general, just attracting things into your life, the most important thing is that you're doing it with a spirit of selflessness, that you genuinely want to help other people. You can't just see them as a number sign. And you're not just doing this to build up the list, quote unquote. You're doing this to establish genuine relationships with your investors, with people who are going to make a difference in your financial future going forward. And you're going to be doing the same thing for them. Right. So so you are going to be helping each other and it's going to be a mutually beneficial situation. 
So that's how I want you all to don't just think about like, oh, I'm trying to build up the list. No, it's like you want quality over quantity. You really want to build up genuine relationships with some of the heaviest hitters in your area, period. And if you can bring them onto the team, I'm telling you, it sounds cliche, but at the end of the day, it's not what you know. It's who you know. And that's why it's important to know the people who have the money <laughs> in any market for that matter. Just think about it. In any market, you start up a you know a hot dog stand. You're looking for the customers. Well, guess what? In, in wholesaling, the customers are the buyers. So it's super important for you to realize that and you genuinely want to know what your customers want so you can serve them best. That's how you want to be thinking about it. And that's how you want to approach it. That's what I recommend. Just just come out here and genuinely say, look, I'm going to dominate this market because I'm going to know what people want more than everybody. I'm going to be able to go and get the golden gems that nobody else can find. But not to mention, I'm going to know what they want, but I'm going to know them personally. So a lot of people just say that, you know, oh, if it's a good deal, anyone will buy it. That's just not true, because what Sally wants is different from what Bob wants versus what Mark wants and what Justin wants. You get what I'm saying? Some people want mobile homes. Some people want land. Some people want single family. Some people want multis. So you can't. And then some people want to buy in the hood. Some people would never buy in the hood and would only buy in a, buy in a fluent neighborhood. So it makes absolutely no sense to say if it's a good deal, quote unquote, that someone will buy it. If you've never talked to any investors in your area, you have no idea what a quote unquote good deal is. Because like I said, that's an extremely subjective thing. So, so, so keep that in mind. You need to be connected to the money. So, so I hope that these strategies uh, really, really help you all along the way. I see we had like 24, 25 minutes in this podcast already. So I don't want to hold y'all here all day. I may do like a part two to this where I deep dive a little bit further into the phone calls and stuff like that or whatever. But I think I want to wrap this up here, guys. I think I've given y'all some of my best juice that, that you know, I love to have this conversation with my with my coaching clients. But I've pretty much distilled that conversation right here into this podcast. So I really, really mean it when I say it. I hope that this one really gives you all a lot of value because it's helped me out tremendously. Like exactly what I just gave y'all right here has helped me out more than I can even put into words, y'all. I really, really mean that. So if y'all need to go back and listen again, then listen again, um, you know, take notes. You feel me? Like that's what I would highly recommend. Go back through this again and take notes and, and share this with other people, y'all. Like share this into some Facebook group, share this on your personal page, whatever it is. Just share this with other people that you know could benefit from understanding how to go about these cash buyer calls, how to bring people onto your list, the importance of building up the buyer list first, all of that stuff, guys. And I really, really hope that the strategies help y'all out along the way, y'all. Keep building up those lists. Keep rocking and rolling and get this money, y'all, for real. It's right here for us. I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but you know, like the, the country is opening up right now. Like, like everything is, is kind of getting back into motion. Then again, though, you know, cases are going back up and stuff like that. We got the Rona going on right now at the time of making this podcast. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's stuff going on, but we're going to work it out, guys. We're, we're, we're going to work it out. Deals are still cashing out on a daily basis right now. So make sure that you're putting in that work every day. Don't make no excuses. Get out here and make it happen, y'all. Put y'all all into it right now. 2020 really is that year that all of us should look 
look back and be like, damn, I can't believe what we accomplished in 2020. For real. So anyway, though, y'all, as always, that y'all stay healthy, stay blessed. Make sure y'all wash y'all hands, man. Keep a mask on. Stay away from the Rona. <laughs> and until next time, y'all, I'm out.